Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast, episode 123, recording on Sunday, October 9th, 2022. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And we will be talking about Steam Next Fest. A lot of demos dropped this week. We tried out some. Uh, Huck fits some in today, too. Sean and I did a, an impromptu live stream last night playing some of these. I believe it is still available on YouTube. I don't know how long it's going to be up there on youtube.com forward slash game junk. Yes. Sean, you, it looked like you put some chapters in there. You were really uh, you tidied yeah, it up. Yeah, I mean, I... I I agree. I'm still undecided if it if it needs to be left up uh, indefinitely. But uh, I Do thought it. you know for the for the people who missed it, we'll leave it up for a bit. And and yeah, the chapters so you can jump to the different games we played. Can we play? Are we film junk here? Are we locking content? <laughs> Get out of here. Well, That's it was a little. Up. I don't know what Sean did with the video after we I did trim the beginning part where which the was, rough. was garbage. So, <laughs> well, what yeah. about the part where like we don't know how to stream? It was a disaster. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. <laughs> I mean, co-op streaming is a little more difficult than solo streaming. Definitely. So so did you guys do it on just YouTube or did you also do it on the Twitch channel? Just YouTube. I don't. I was trying to figure out if you can do to, to both at the same time through OBS. I think you can't. I think you have to use like a third-party service. Mm. So if we do something in the future, maybe we can figure that out. Well, uh, it's Thanksgiving here. Now, do you guys think Sunday is Thanksgiving or Monday? Well, I, Monday I is know. the holiday. I so. always treat it like the, the, the Sunday. So happy Thanksgiving if you're in Canada. Um, and I think we'll be what we played, not too much, but uh, Hades, I'm finally done with that. And Sean and I both beat Islets. So we'll talk about that a bit. And you got to talk about the Steam Deck, no? Oh, shit. I forgot. I got a Steam Deck. I'm Steam Team all the way. Uh, been All that's changed in my life is I went from playing Hades at this desk to Hades in my bed all night, <laughs> every night. So at the very least, the Steam Deck has kept me up on average two hours later every night than usual. Having it in my bed just changes when that last run takes place and uh <laughs> but it's done hades is done all right steam next fest uh i don't know how we want to do this do we want to start with a a game that we all loved or the one do you want to do the one we did first sean in co-op sure front of the stream uh the game was called from space it is Wait, sorry should we say uh, uh i don't actually know how long the demos are up for it by the time people hear this tomorrow see this it'll probably be so that's the well, official yeah. window of the October next 10th. fest i think that's like what what i think that means is like there's a page on steam showing live streams from some of that stuff like it's it's all integrated into the steam experience i downloaded a bunch of demos uh during the summer demo fest or whatever it was called and they they're still active I think we played one of them. I, I was looking at that. Not all of them are, but yeah, I think a lot of them do stay active for quite a while afterwards. So yeah, hopefully and, if you if you hear something that sounds cool, you can still go check it out. And quite a few of the ones we played are coming out soon, I would say. Yeah. Even some this week. So From Space is a, a top-down, isometric kind of shooter uh, with like 3d visuals 
And it's, I guess, is it kids? I don't know. It's like cartoon visuals where aliens are invading, uh, very stylized enemies. It's very similar to The Ascent. Uh, we played The Ascent on with Film Junk. Uh, it's a, a cartoonier version of The Ascent where you're destroying these hordes of aliens. Um, co-op. Sean and I played co-op, which was pretty good. Um, some influence from Left 4 Dead in the quest design and what's going on there. Uh, I, I liked it quite a bit, in, especially in terms of the art style. I generally like those twin-stick shooter controls, so I, I'm already going to, unless it's really bad, I'm going to like the general mechanics. So I, I liked it. I didn't I didn't love the game. I thought that the, the missions got... I did, the user experience is what I complained about in the stream. I didn't really know where I was supposed to go, what we were supposed to be doing. Maybe there's a better intro to this stuff in a single player or non-demo, but uh, it was very similar to The Ascent. It, it felt a little flat in terms of missions and quests. Sean, what did you think? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think a lot of these games generally are fun with friends, not as fun on your own. Uh, and this one, I mean, it, it's cool that the demo is uh, a multiplayer demo that you can play co-op. I'm not, somebody on the stream was asking this, and I still don't know for sure if it's more than two players. I assume it's up to four. That's what I'm guessing, but I don't really know. But yeah, I mean, it's cartoony art style, kind of reminded me of like maybe slightly influenced by Among Us, but obviously it's 3D. And uh, yeah, it was fun, but. I could see it getting repetitive potentially. Yeah. It took us a while to kind of establish the loop of the game or what makes it interesting because you just started with these basic guns and it was felt like a lot of games I've played before. Then a bit later I started getting uh, the, the flamethrower and some cool weapons. So uh, there is some potential. I just think the demo could have done a better job of like showcasing what's cool about this game. I, I think that's true with, a lot of demos, like th not necessarily thinking about the tutorial, but presenting especially like the hook aspects of these games in a better way. I don't, I don't think it really did it. Uh, I'm not seeing number of players on steam at a, at a glance, but this game is coming out November 3rd and it's by triangle studios. They have a lot of games here. None that I've, I've personally played, uh, it's on my radar. I, I think I might have wishlisted it, but uh, I don't know. It, I, I think it's going to come down to price for this game as to whether or not I pick yeah, it up. Yeah, and it's one of those ones, like, I don't know if it's... It looks like it is coming to the Switch, but, uh, you know, if it came to consoles, it would be one of those ones that would be cool to see on Game Pass. We'd get a lot of people playing, I think. So there's a there's a clip on the Steam page and the, it looks amazing. It's this weapon with these seeking missiles, uh, like a chain gun, cartoon chain gun. The effects look incredible. So uh, I feel like there is a lot of cool stuff going on in this game. I just don't know if I necessarily saw it in the demo. Huck, did you try yeah. this one? No, I did not, unfortunately, no. Okay, you I saw that you guys had played it last night in the stream, but I didn't get around to it. So wish list or shit list? I mean, I'll wish list it. I'll wish list it. Okay, me too. Uh, I'll wish list it. 
No. Why not? Absolutely not. <laughs> Huck, uh, hit us with something you played. Uh, well, I know you guys played this one, so let's uh, talk to, talk about it. Nine Years of Shadows, which is a Metroidvania-type game. Metroid-like, sorry. Very good. Uh, that's what I like My to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your character has like this axe staff type thing that uh, she swings around. And I thought... Possibly the, a halberd. Which Possibly I mispronounced oh, yes. on the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what it is. Uh, and I would say that the controls felt good. It felt responsive. Um, I thought, um, you know, the st- strong and light attacks were a good... Like, the light attack was quick enough, and the s- strong attack was not too slow. So I thought it was nicely paced um, for the action. I thought the speed of movement was good. I thought the enemies that you came across were interesting enough for, like, the first area for the demo. Um, I did think there was a little bit of the Metroid Dread issue where there's, like, a wall you need to break through, and it doesn't really tell you you need to or that it even can be broken through. And um, did you guys get to that part? I'm not sure. I found two walls and I I broke them immediately. And I oh, said, okay. Sean, okay. Sean, yeah, yeah. Sean, Frank, you- Frank pointed out that he was really good at finding secrets. <laughs> I said, Sean, games, you never would have. I mean, you never would have broke that wall. <laughs> you were supposed to do that. So yeah. No, you weren't. Yeah. The top one you weren't supposed to. The bottom oh, one you yeah, were. That's true. The second one, dude. <laughs> don't even go so, there. But I mean, there was no prompt of that even walls could be broken in the game. So that I recall, anyways. So um, that was a little bit of an issue, but obviously I found it probably because I played Metroid Dread and, you know, there's a dead end. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to hit this wall, but um, I can see possibly some people getting frustrated with that uh, aspect of the demo. Um, and I didn't really understand the health. I didn't. I probably didn't read it right, right, but I thought I could heal myself. You guys were explaining it to me before the show that you only get two hit points, basically, and then the rest is a magic bar for your kind of like um, directional shot that you can shoot out um, which you do with the right trigger or right right what, what did the companion keep saying Zizzy Zizzy or some bullshit like that <laughs> yeah that and and fun. then it was spelled the same way every time but the character is like oh yeah of course you That's, uh, that was my like, comment went, just came back from somewhere else like, Sean's like oh you're gonna figure out what they're saying I, go, I don't think so this is like uh, the character yeah. clearly understands it it's like a comedic thing like Shmay in uh, uh, Wind Waker but I loved the aiming with the right stick with the, when you shoot with your companion, uh, I thought that like you could do a full circle around your character. I thought that was fantastic, especially playing eyelets recently. And there's a shooting mechanic in that. And I don't dislike that one, but I want that freedom of aiming and the lock on felt really good. Um, I really enjoyed my yeah. brief time with this, uh, with, Nine Years of Shadows, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it now. Still no official release date, it seems. It's uh, developed oh, developed by Halberd Studios. Oh. <laughs> and uh, no other releases that I can see here, but coming still in 2022. So I think the art, styles, the art style is fantastic. Seems to be like... If I was going to draw a direct comparison, it feels influenced by uh, the actual like DS Castlevania games specifically, and I think I said it looks similar to Blasphemous uh, as well. 
I get portable, advanced Castlevania vibes from this. And uh, I, in terms of wish list or shit list, it's already been wish listed. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I already had this one wish listed, but I, I actually didn't get to play it. I watched Frank play it, and then I didn't get to play it myself yet. But, uh, I mean, visually, I thought it looked great. And maybe the one thing I was like a little bit like, I don't know, it was kind of just the lore stuff where I was like, if it gets too much into this stuff, I might lose a bit of interest. But uh, I don't I don't know if that will be an issue. That looks decent. Definite, definitely wish, wish list for me as well. OK, another let's do another Metroidvania, a, a big one. It's been hyped up a bit, I think. Did I say Metroidvania? I mean Metroid. Yes, you did. Oh boy! Wow. Uh, you know, I might just have to em- embrace it. I'm, I'm so. I just got to go with the flow. Should we Ever- edit that out? No, leave it. Everyone's wrong, but it's you know sometimes you just can't avoid these things. Um, Gunbrella. I think this is a Metroid like. I don't know if we actually established that in the portion we played. Yeah, as, the, as far as I played, it didn't seem like that fully but i that's what i believe it's been described as so but the you know the small amount i played of this game the gun felt incredible uh like the sounds the menu polish like it there was like feedback and the polish level for a, a smaller game like this is giving me very good vibes um i struggled a bit using the umbrella mechanics or gunbrella mechanics with parrying and aiming your gunbrella, but for the dashes through the air. But I think there is a, a small learning curve that I think once you got into this game, uh, it would, it would be really good. So uh, love the art style, love the gunbrella. Uh, I'm in on gunbrella. Not surprisingly, Sean, you, you, I think you played it more than I did. What did you think? I didn't, I played it a little bit more. I think Huck played it more than both of us. But I, yeah, I really like this game. Um, I just, you know, even from when we saw the trailer originally, I just love the idea of this gunbrella that can do all these different things. And I think, you know, they introduce a lot of different ways you can use it within the first five or ten minutes. And mm-hmm. I, I love the feel of the kind of like dashing up with it and then floating down. And then the zip lines as well, like the just traversal feels really fun and fast, uh, which is great. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, The only problem I had is so I use this crappy controller on my PC and it doesn't have the right bumper and the right (laughs) bumper triggers the umbrella to open. So I had to use the mouse and keyboard and it was pretty challenging to do some of the stuff because like jumping and gripping onto walls while you're trying to use the keyboard is not fun. Um, so you got like WASD and then spacebar to jump, and you're also trying to like <clears throat> diagonal hold onto the wall and jump and then pull out your uh, umbrella using, I think, the right mouse click. So it's just like a little cumbersome with the keyboard and mouse. And plus, it's then a, um, it's like not a twin stick shooter anymore because you don't have the other stick. It's now like mouse aim which um, I like to play my games in windowed mode. So immediately, if I accidentally click out of the window, I'm absolutely fucked. So (laughs) um, 
This guy doesn't have a functional controller and plays his games in windowed mode. What kind of (laughs) fucking noob are you, dude? I'm a noob who's like taking notes at the same time while he's playing these games, man. I'm I'm preparing for this show by taking my copious amounts of notes. So dedicated. Oh, I know. Yes. So I, um, but I did like it. I thought it was felt very polished. I thought the controls felt good. I, but I, I think I just, I, I wouldn't blame the keyboard and mouse controls on me. I, or uh, sorry, on them. I think it's on me. I think I just suck at them. So, um, I thought it felt good. I thought it looked polished. Like you guys were saying, um, the, the like shotgun you have has like really a weight to it. You shoot it and then your guy kind of flies back and it, you could feel it. Like it's yeah. really polished in that feeling. And um, yeah, like, like Dwight was saying with the umbrella dashing you across or dashing you up, like that also feels like the, you know, the acceleration and then the deceleration is really, really nicely tuned. Um, so I've, I've got high hopes for this game and I will hook up a proper controller while I play this game, probably through game pass um, later on or through the library. Is this actually confirmed for game pass? No, it's not. I'm just saying that It'll oh, come, okay. everything's coming to game pass, baby <laughs> developed <clears throat> by no, these days. one of my favorite uh, developer names, doink soft. <laughs> and uh, now, did you guys play their first game? I looked it up. It's Gato like Roboto. Gato Roboto. No, and no. I've, I've heard yeah. of this game. I, I recognize the title and the, the thumbnail, but I've never played it. Yeah, I played it. It's, it's good. It's pretty short, but it's uh, another solid Metroidvania. Oh, it is a Metroid-like. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's got a, a great immediately change. <laughs> a Game Boy uh, art style. It looks neat. I just wish listed that. But getting back to Gumbrella, wish list or shit list? Definitely wish list. Wish. Wish all the way. I don't know if I'm going to have a shit list. There's one game <laughs> yeah. on the stream that I would shit list, but I'm not even going to bring it up because I didn't give it a fair chance. Only thing that sucks about Gumbrella, it's not till 2023. So Oof. Got to wait. Oof. Ouch, Gumbrella. <laughs> what uh, a tease. I, I'm going to talk a about tease. a game that I think only I played. Coming out this week, Asteragos. This is... Uh, I, I played this. Oh, you played, played it. This nice. A little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Only um, like 10 minutes. So it took me a I, while. I, Sorry, go ahead. This was another... This was another... Uh, I got screwed by the right bumper not working. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Go uh, on. Someone had mentioned this in on our YouTube last week or the week before, asking if this was on our radar. So I was excited. I looked at, at it then, and I'm like, this look, does look pretty neat. It's definitely in that double-A space. Uh, I'm thinking Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, um, uh Phoenix Rising or whatever no, it's called. No, no, no. I'm losing it. What was the, what was the Hellblade? Hellblade like a, was a double A really polished game. And Kingdom of Amalur or whatever. No, uh, it was Hellblade was the game I was thinking of, but also Biomutant. These games that are bigger, third person action games, not with the the budgets of a God of War or a Naughty Dog game or something like that. So they're playing in a slightly different space. Uh, this one seems to be following a Souls-like model, similar to Fallen Order as well, that uh, had a simpler approach 
Uh, it's more about having resting spots and enemy respawns than it is about being a punishing difficulty from what I can see. But uh, it has a a cartoon art style that I think is really nice. Uh, it's The backgrounds are somewhat photorealistic, but the character is... Uh, you know, definitely stylized. But where this game shines, the ra- the the first boss, I got to get the name. I, I forgot it again. It's this huge crocodile boss, and it looks incredible. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've used this in a lot of the marketing material. Uh, I don't know if every boss or enemy is like this or up to this level in this game, but if they are... Um, this is uh, definitely going to get picked up this week for sure. I might check out some reviews. I think it's going for $40 retail. Um, but I, I liked my time with it. The controls and combat felt pretty responsive. There was lots of powers that had some uh, decent spectacle, I'd say. Like when I used them, it, like it, they, uh, they showed well on a stream. So I'm in. It was a pleasant surprise. Uh, I... We'll see if it holds up. Kenna was kind of like that too. Looks awesome. Love the idea. Didn't hook me over like two or three hours, but I'll probably pick this up this week. Huck, what did you think? Yeah, I liked it. So the right bumper screwed me because you get to the first kind of like, I don't know, mini boss guy or whatever, and he's got this like shield up in order to use to beat him to break his shield. You need to use your skills and you use the skills by holding the right bumper and then doing another button combo. So I couldn't do it. So I just quit. But um, I was definitely enjoying it. And I, same thing. I liked the art style. I thought it was it was like really like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the characters and the environment really fit well together. Uh, cohesive is the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I thought the UI was giving me major like Assassin's Creed, uh, like Unity or, or uh, uh, Odyssey vibes, just the way it's set up. I thought, but I thought it was very polished looking. And um, yeah, I'm this, I didn't realize this game was coming out in like two days. Yeah. So I am interested in it. I have not heard anything about it before. Um, I think I had downloaded it before you guys mentioned to look at it, but I, I had never heard of it. What I did is I went on the Steam Next page, and for every category, um, they had like, um, you know, top downloaded demos, and I basically just downloaded the first one or two out of that category, and, and this was one of them. Uh, so that's why I had it. And I just want to clarify um, something. I wasn't being dismissive, uh, although it might have sounded like that when you said someone mentioned Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, the Ubisoft yeah. game. And I was just saying, like, in terms of it, I wouldn't call that a double A game. Like, that's kind of triple A. But art style wise, it is very similar. It's got a, yeah, like, that's, a, a, a that's world. More what I was yeah, referring 100%. To. I, I completely agree. Where that game yeah. was clearly trying to uh, be a more like accelerated, faster version of Breath of the Wild. This game is similar art style, but I would say Fallen Order would be the closest comparison I would make. Yeah, so I never even really got to the Souls-like aspect of it. I didn't die or anything. Um, So I didn't even really experience the game at all yet. So I am definitely interested in it, um, and I hope it does well. I don't... The the developer is uh, Acme Game Studio, and I'm not seeing any other previous game so 
Could be a good first effort there. Comes out this Tuesday. I have wish listed. Indeed. Sean, I think you're shit listing this thing, eh? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm shit listing it, but someone's uh, got a shit list. Not at the top of my wish list. I'll say that. <laughs> but no, it, it looks good. It, it maybe a tad generic, but um, you know, it's still, dude. I, I you know what? I gotta find out the name of this 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 boss because once you get to that boss, it was Ravenous the Devourer. Ravenous the Devourer. <laughs> I lost my shit when I saw this thing. It is really cool. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. You know what, Sean? I got to call, call you out on this. As soon as you saw it was souls like, and I had to redo a whole section again, you were out. Admit it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to, so many games are souls like now. I I don't think I can write off that entire (laughs) subgenre, but you know, it's a deterrent for me, for sure. Did you beat Fallen Order? Yes. Beautiful. This guy's playing games these days. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's like a real gamer. He's again. getting better. Hey, I'll briefly mention he beat me at Arkanoid. It's a battle royale Arkanoid. We were the oh, only two. Boy. We were the only two people playing, and uh, <laughs> Sean finally bested me. My thought was it was all a- all AIs we were playing against. Twenty five AIs. So Sean is an AI. So it was like all <laughs> stacked in his favor. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but he beat me. I have to admit, he destroyed me at Arkanoid. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Things went my way there. But I like uh, the Arkanoid uh, Battle Royale game. Yeah, it was it was cool. Like, I mean, I in general, just like Arkanoid, this is, I feel like, obviously, you've got Tetris Effect and games like this that kind of try to revitalize an old uh, arcade game but add some psychedelic visuals, and it's kind of in that vein. But obviously, seems like it, is it just battle royale or is there like a single player component? No, I well? believe it's just battle royale. Okay, I don't know if it's free to play yet. I assume that it is. It seems similar to Pac Man '99 and stuff like that in an Arkanoid format. But if I'm being honest, you know what? I'll shit list this game, even though I, I probably would play it. But it just had me more excited for Shadow Remaster, which is coming to. Uh, to Steam finally, 2nd of November. Cool. Uh, who wants to go next? I, I will wish list it, Frank, just okay. just because. I'll, I'll shit list. I've, I've played <laughs> enough Arkanoid in my day. I don't need to battle people in Arkanoid. Who's up? Who wants to go? Sean, why don't you jump in? Okay, I'll, I'll mention something that we didn't play on the stream, but I did manage to play a bit of today, uh, which I think some people are talking about. Uh, the Entropy Center, which is downloaded kind of, it, but did not get a chance to try it. Yeah, it's kind of a portal-like, we'll say. <laughs> um, very portal-esque. I mean, you're basically in this lab of sorts and you go into a testing facility and you're going into different rooms to do puzzles. But the main mechanic is that you have this gun that can rewind time on specific objects. So like if something has crumbled and is broken, you can rewind it to repair it. 
and things like that. And I mean, it's a mechanic that's been in other games before. It's it's been in. Uh, I mean, Braid has it. Um, what's that other game? Drawing a blank, but it's kind of oh, Life is Strange. What's that? Life is Strange has a time. Oh yeah, that's true. But uh, the Talos principle kind of has some rewind time stuff. Maybe not specifically on objects. Uh, also, one interesting thing. Remember we were talking before about High on Life and how that game has like the talking guns. This was one of the other recent games that also has like the gun, the entropy gun has like that happy face thing and it kind of talks to you. So, uh, but I, I didn't get very far, but I mean, I enjoyed it and uh, it comes out in November. So I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's definitely going to get wish listed from me. Um, Third of November, the... Di- so it's heating up. Things are heating up. I'm shit listening for now. Sorry, dude. <laughs> you didn't convince me these puzzles were all that interesting. Yeah, I mean, that that is the only thing. I didn't get far enough to really... They were all very simple puzzles. But I can imagine rewinding time could get very complicated because I've experienced it in those other games I mentioned. Yeah, I must say, it looks like a little too like Portal for me. So for that reason, I am shit listing it for now. But... uh I could be swayed. I did install the demo, so I'll, I'm going to give it a whirl. Okay. Uh, did Frank, we all play? Go? I don't, well, we saved this one because I don't think it's officially part of the thing. I played uh, Undecember, which is, if I was going to describe it, it's very similar to, to Diablo. Even the, the mana and health pools, mana, uh, like the exact same things. They're the, these mystical orbs that dr- drain. I, I can't believe how similar it is. Um, it seems like it's a little more combat focused and specifically fighting hordes of enemies. Uh, when I got the ranged weapon, it unlocked this entire new move set and taking out large groups of enemies was pretty satisfying. I also this game was only playable with mouse and keyboard, and I also really struggle with that. Like I suck with mouse and keyboard, so I, I'm not good enough to actually evaluate the quality of the game. I was starting to get used to it and aiming uh, with the mouse. Just playing Diablo is a different beast altogether, or games like that where you're kind of picking where you're going with the mouse rather than you know near your avatar you're kind of looking ahead it's this weird hybrid control scheme so um definitely takes some getting used to but there was potential i think it was one of the top played um games that i saw when i was deciding what demos to pick but i don't i don't know it's um it's very similar to diablo i don't know if it is quite as uh if the art style is as gripping as diablo's uh, and Blizzard's ability to create compelling art. I, I'm trying to find out the price. Like, I don't know if it's free to, I don't think it's free to play. Uh, and there's no current release date slated, but I would kind of come down to price on this one. If it was a full price game, I'd be out. But you know what? I'll give it a month. You know, you can always wish list it, and then when it gets released, decide based on the price. So <clears throat> I'll, I'll wish list it. This one doesn't have a release date yet because I swear, didn't we look this up? And it's also coming to iOS. Like I'm pretty sure it's listed on the App Store, which you would think that would mean it's coming soon, right? Yeah, so, I don't know. And on the Steam page, it says. 
uh, cross-platform multiplayer and in-app purchases, yeah. which has me leaning more towards free to play. Yeah, I think so. Because when I, when, like I, when I looked it up, it says free. Because there's two listings, undecember demo free and undecember free. So I think it is free to play. October 12th says on. Oh, this uh, week too? Yep. I'm, you know, I really want to be in on the ground floor on a free to play game. I always find like I'm always getting in late on these things. Don't keep well, up with it. Three days to decide. You know what? Undecember, <laughs> I'm coming for you for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll try. Hey, that's still ground floor. It, it it felt a lot like Diablo, so it looks identical to. Diablo. Not sure exactly how I feel about that, but it did feel like it was its own thing in some way. Wish listed. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'll wish listed too. Why not? Why not? It's free. It's free prices, that's, right? That is that is my price point. <laughs> <laughs> yep, wish list for me too. Did uh, any of you guys play Braver? Uh, I think I wrote this down long. Bravery and Greed? Nope. Is that right? Um, it's like a. Oh, that is how you say it. That is. So I, it is like a roguelike hack and slash 2D side scrolling action game kind of thing. And I, the art style had had kind of captured me because it's it's very colorful. And there's like a lot of contrast going on. Um, I think it might also be multiplayer. Yeah, it is multiplayer. Um, so I was looking into it and I, I tried the demo, but I really didn't like the controls for what I played. It felt the character movement felt sluggish and then uh, jumping almost felt like slippery. Like I wasn't really in control of my character and I really wasn't liking it uh, from what I played. Now, I didn't give it much of a shake, but it uh, it's because it kind of turned me off right away, to be honest. So I was kind of disappointed. I thought it had a lot of potential. But like in these kind of games, I feel like you want to be moving quickly and having your character be very responsive, like we saw in Nine Years of Shadows or whatever it's called. And this game, I didn't get that feeling at all. So I was a little disappointed. And also the – you remember how you are talking about the slick UI of whatever game, uh, Gunbrella? This game was like the opposite. You load in and then you hit start and you're highlighted on this button that says um, adventure or something. I can't remember. So you hit A and then it changes to like PvP and you're like, what the heck? Is this – am I – what did I pick? And then you hit A again and it changes to like something else. And so this button that looks like an accept button is actually like change your game mode. And in order to actually go in and start the game, to the right of this, there's like a list of your characters. It's kind of like the lobby. Uh, So it has your player and you have to like go over and then go down and select this little check mark that's there in order to like actually get into the match. So it just wasn't laid out nicely. And they're like, you know, if you're going to have a toggle for game modes, like I would think you would want some sort of like arrows so you can go left and right in like a list, not like a button. Like I just wanted to start my adventure. So I clicked the adventure button and that was not how you start the game. So I was a little turned off kind of like right away by weird UI choices and just UX like user experience 
uh, things that didn't it didn't seem right what what they had done. You reminded me of two well, things I wanted to bring up before. One, yeah. that getting into those types of games, especially co-op games, establishing a loop or how you play these. And I complained about the ascent and from space. And I was also reminded of back for blood, which the first time we played that, like you start in this lobby, there's no momentum. It has this weird, like it's almost laborious to get into playing an actual event, which makes me think of left for dead and how amazing the structure is of starting a movie. Like you, you start an episode with a title of something and you just get thrown in. If people join later, they take over the bots. It's, it's not like it, it, it solved this problem of giving context the second you jump into something where these games are always struggling to create something interesting. Once you're in a session, that game creates interest and in- intrigue with almost nothing, a title of an episode and presenting it as a movie, it does it on its own. So uh, I feel like a lot of these games could learn something from Left 4 Dead. But also, I totally agree. Um, Nine Years of Shadows, I said on the live stream, I'm basically playing this demo to see if the the controls are sound. If things feel right, I know I like these type of games. I dig the art style. I just want to verify the controls are tight and... What I'm seeing is what I'm going to play. And Nine Years of Shadow was that. Moon Scars, when I tried that last week, was like that as well. But I was already out on the art style for Bravery and Greed. Like I, I, When you mentioned it, I looked at it. I thought it looked quite bad. And kind of a, the colorfulness is... Like, Turn off? Like a lack of cohesion in the amount of color. There, there, I mean, there's some vibe there, but it's not for me. So I am 100% shitlisting this game. <laughs> yeah. There was one other thing that I didn't like either is that there was like signs to describe where to go and like tutorials. And I can't remember if you had to hit a button to actually like have it turn up, but the text doesn't like appear near the sign or near your character it appears in this tiny little square at the bottom center of the screen. And like, I'm not thinking to look there. Why would I look down there for like an information window for a sign I'm clicking on? Um, And there's nothing, there's no like indication to say like, Hey, look down here. And it doesn't even really like flash or anything. It just kind of is there all of a sudden. It was really awkward. And, um, yeah, I'm also I'm removing this from my wish list. This I had it on my wish list. This guy is gone. pissed. Shit Yikes. all the you way. You shit listed <laughs> it. Okay, man. Uh, that Sean, is you want to bring the positivity a bit here, bud? I'm definitely wish listing that one. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to mention what haven't we mentioned? I'll mention Mars First Logistics, which we briefly played on the stream. Kind of, I thought it was going to be more like a Kerbal Space Program or whatever that game is, and maybe it kind of is because I haven't really played that before. But um, but it's it's more of just a straight up puzzle game from what I saw. You're kind of driving this rover on the surface of Mars, and you're given tasks, and then in order to sort of solve these puzzles, you have to upgrade the rover, and like it, it, there's a building aspect to it, almost like. Uh, Lego or what was the thing you were referencing? Constructs. Constructs, kind of like that, where you can like kind of, there's these modular pieces you can connect and uh, and try to build 
onto it. Um, and, you know, I only played really the first puzzle, but I could see there being potential. It, it's it's more of a probably slower paced game, um, but I kind of like these kind of games. So it looked awesome. The art style is cool. The presentation and UI was really good. When it got to like building things that move, uh, I was out mostly because like it reminds me of Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and the whole thing with that was being uh, uh, creating vehicles for certain tasks and I was even the version of that I was out on so uh, it's just not for me but it, it, and if you were into these types of games it's kind of physics based problem solving the first thing Sean did was like putting a, a servo uh, like thing arm. arm and trying to lift up a watering can which was kind of fun I will admit it was when you got to the next phase where it's like now build something else. I'm like, Oh, I got to think Ew, well, can I shoot yeah. stuff, please? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that kind of turned me off a little bit when I got to that second uh, quest or whatever, was that it seemed like you have to buy the components that you're using to solve the puzzle. And so like I bought a couple things and threw them on and I was like, Oh, maybe this won't work. But then I was like, okay, so did I just screw myself by buying those things? Like I didn't understand. It seemed like I should just be able to experiment at will. Yeah. This guy wants to experiment at will. It's a demo for Christ's sakes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Wish list all the way. Shit list. Not be (laughs) just, it's not for me, not my type of game. Yeah, I don't have much uh, desire to play Kerbal Space Program, so I'll probably shitless this one myself. Okay, another one that we didn't play too much of, but I did like what we played. I don't know if I loved it, was Ship of Fools, mm-hmm. which is a, a kind of a co-op survival action game. Uh, I was reminded, I, I got Don't Starve vibes or Don't Starve Together, which I've actually never played, which we should play it sometime. I'm waiting for that game to go on sale. Um, but you know, we were fighting these creatures at sea with our ship and we had to communicate a bit, uh, lovers in a dangerous space time elements seem to, uh, be part of that and communicating or maybe mild overcooked or versions of that, making sure you're communicating while doing things. We didn't really, we were in a tutorial kind of thing, so we didn't experience that full on, but I could see the potential of that down the road. Uh, so I like the art style. I thought it was kind of neat. Didn't play enough to really get a taste of what the game was about, but I will wishlist it and keep an eye on it. Yeah, I I don't have too much more to add, but I had fun with what we played, and uh, I will wishlist as well. I don't recall the game you were talking about, so (laughs) wishlist. So we should mention the Night Witch. That's, I think, the other big one that we played. Um, And I don't think this one's coming out till next year, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I feel like it was described as a Metroidvania somewhere. I don't know if we really got that from what we played of the demo, but it was more of a... Kind of reminded me of Owlboy, I guess. It's because you're flying, and but there's a bullet hell aspect to it. And... Uh, I don't it it reminded style. me of like a, like a more action-based version of one of the vanilla wear games, like Odin Sphere or something like that, where you're flying. Uh, there's one where you fly around that they made. I can't. I get them confused sometimes, but it, it was kind of a bullet hell 
uh, action game. I think it's was listed as Metroidvania, so maybe those elements come into play later. And this was uh, like an early kind of tutorial level. Yeah. Let's see here. There's also a deck building element. Did you guys get to that? So from what I remember, you kind of have a standard attack that you can just hold down uh, to keep shooting. But then there's kind of powers that you can temporarily use. And those are the cards, I guess. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was actual deck building. It was just using decks instead of powers. Kind of like what uh, okay. what uh, Neon, Neon White. White did. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought it looked great. I liked what we played. So it is definitely a wish list for me. Already wish listed. Same. Already wish listed. Ready to go. November 29th. Oh, I, is it come out that soon? Oh, yeah. November That's 29th. what it says on here. Beauty. Beauty. All platforms, too. This is a prime candidate for Game Pass. <laughs> so there's only one other game, unless, Huck, did you have anything else from this Next Fest? We played something else that isn't, I don't think, officially part of Next Fest. Uh, I did play a few more things, yeah. Okay. So I played uh, Vengeful Guardian Moonrider, which is a uh, platformer. I don't know if it's a Metroidvania. could be. Um, it kind of reminds me more of hack and slash retro so, platformer. No Metroid. Media. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something more like, I don't know, almost like it reminds me of like Ninja Gaiden or Contra or something like that, but not, not guns more like slashing. This is interesting. Um, it seems like it's going for a specifically Genesis look like there's a, yeah, it's a, like, a, a deliberate lack of color. It looks like a Genesis game. Yeah, it's got like a lot of like pinks and purples in the hues and stuff. And um, yeah, you almost play like a samurai character. And I actually thought the controls were okay, but I I do wish it was a little more polished. There was certain attacks where like if you jump and like hold a direction and then hit the attack button, he'll do like a special attack. And that worked okay, but it wasn't totally... Like, I was pressing it, and then it wouldn't do exactly what I thought it would do. Like, I thought I was going to do the special attack down, and then he ended up just swinging his sword. So, like, I I felt like the controls, like the dead zones and everything, could have used a little bit more polish. But overall, felt pretty good. Um, but there was a weird thing with the first boss, which is actually, you can actually see it in the uh, Steam page. It's like this head? big head. Yeah. yeah, this big head with hands. And... I didn't really understand how the health worked on the boss because I was like kicking this thing constantly in the head and like slashing it. And I couldn't really understand when the life was going down. There didn't seem to be any connection to the hits I was doing and the damage that was coming off. Like I felt like I hit it like 10 times in a row and nothing would happen. And then I hit it again. And then like a huge chunk of life disappears. So I don't really know if I was hitting in the wrong spot or, um, like it seemed like I was doing damage, but I don't know. It was kind of weird. So that was my only quirk. There's like a, you know, there's a regular attack and then kind of a special move. I don't know how you recharge the special move uh, gauge. Um, I don't know if you have to pick up things or something. I don't know. They didn't really explain that very well. And um, but overall, I felt it was pretty good. And I think I'm gonna keep it on my wish list. Um, it kind of remind me. Actually, you know what? A probably a good comparison is like a Castlevania type game. 
where I'm getting Strider you know, vibes. Strider, yeah, Strider is also a good comparison. Like Strider's better because you actually have a sword. Um, but Castlevania, the way the character is gripping onto a wall, like latching onto something, is pure yeah. Strider to me. This is there, the wall jump was a little frustrating in this game, um, and there was kind of like that. It kind of gave me that feeling of like the NES, I only have a few directions and a few buttons clunkiness where it's just not as fluid as an analog stick. Um, so that was a little weird, um, but it was okay. It was okay. I just hope they could polish up the controls just, a little bit more by the time they release There's something about this game. It's It's leaning into Genesis... Lack of color, that purple screen. We used to, we always used to make my friends and I like. Oh, it's it's a purple screen. It's got to be for Genesis. Uh, it, uh, I'm wishlisting it. I'm intrigued. It's also got like, um, a, from what I recall, it, the soundtrack is very like kind of that era too. Got some synthy shit going on. Um, so you know, it it fit. I felt the music kind of fit, fit the uh, gameplay and and that uh, like era of game that you're talking about. So I, I'm going to keep it on my coming list. out this fall. No official date. Sean, you're shitlisting, right? Looks cool. I'm wishlisting. Oh, fuck it. you. I am not shitlisting anything. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Uh, the last game I played that I think is. Yes, it is part, is The Case of the Golden Idol, which Sean said I must play, so I did. Yeah, because I, I want to hear what it's like, and I didn't get a chance to, so I'm glad. You yeah, so it is very much like Oberdin, uh, except instead of analyzing um, a scene and then trying to figure out uh, the person and how they died, you are you kind of get thrown into this 2D still image uh, possibly two still images. You can kind of like tri- uh, go through doors, quote unquote. So you kind of get like one door and then another 2D picture. Um, and then I played on, I guess, like the assisted mode, which they recommend, where it actually highlights all of the things you can investigate, where there is a mode where you have to just like pixel hunt. But obviously that's not the fun of these games. Um, so you just kind of like click on everything. And as you uh, click on each item, It'll have a little blurb of what it is or possibly take you to a more in-depth screen with, like, text. And then if there is text, some words are highlighted – or, sorry, underlined. So you can click on those words and then they get transferred to this little bar at the bottom. And as you go through, there's, like, let's say 15 clues, 15 of these underlined words in the game. And these can be uh, people – names, uh, places, things, uh, actions, like kind of like verbs and nouns. And so each one is also color coded. So you kind of know, um, what they are or what kind of like, uh, what type of word they are, I guess. Like a mad list. So there's certain, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I would, what you call them. So then there's two modes. There's the investigation mode and then there is the, I can't remember what they call it, uh, but it's basically like trying to solve. It's a thinking mode, they call it. So basically there's – when you go into thinking mode, there's three panels. There's a panel that is – describes what happened in the murder scene. Sorry. It is a murder game. There's You're kind of like a detective. So on the left panel of the three, it's kind of a sentence of 
or a paragraph of what happened. But there's a whole bunch of blanks that you have to fill in with the words that you've now discovered from below. And then the middle panel is all the people that were involved. So everyone you see in the scene, you have to try to name who they were, which is very Oberdin. You have to kind of match up the person's face to their name in the scene. And then on the right-hand side, it is um, it's usually like some other piece of evidence that requires more investigation and you need to kind of like piece together more information about this clue. So overall, very Oberdin, just kind of more fleshed out. And there's not so much of the, um, you know, moving around in a 3D environment to try to like discover things around objects or things like that. But what I liked about it was that I got this very same feel of Oberdin, of like trying to solve it and piecing things together. And they do do a really good job of, of like making you think through all the clues. So a prime example is like you are at a, one of the quests is there's a castle and the castle has like a river and you need to tell who the person who died is a Lord of, he's the Lord of, you know, breath rate weight or whatever they called it. So you like, how would you figure that out? Well, they give you a map and on the map, there's three towns with three names and only one of them is near a river. So you need to, you know, in your head piece together like, oh, I saw the lake outside and, there, and of the three, you know, lords that this could be of these three, there's only one castle near the river. So it must be this one that's near the river and then you plug it in. And um, like Oberdin, each of the three panels, as you are slotting in these like names or places or things um, – once you slot all of them into the slots that are available, it'll say incorrect or it'll say you have two or less incorrect. So it kind of gives you a little hint that you're close and you only have like a couple things wrong or basically that you're way off or that you have it right. So I think it gives you enough hints um, that you know like, okay, something's not right. What am I missing here? And there's like other ones that – I just found like of all the I – did, I think I did uh, three of the cases and I think there's six in the demo. Maybe more. I don't know. But there was definitely you know a panel of three and then I went on the second panel of three, started the fourth one but didn't do it. Um, but I was really impressed with how subtle the clues are but also there's not a lot of clues. So basically you can piece together the evidence – uh, based on what you're seeing. And there's not like a lot of moving parts. So you only have so many combinations. So I think even if you were to just, you know, eventually try every combination, you would get it without like too much time. But obviously figuring out is much more enjoyable. And I thought they did, they give you just enough clues, I feel, to, you know, get you to figure it out in a reasonable amount of time. I never really felt stuck or frustrated. Um and they even have like one of them even has like a red herring in it. So you're kind of like, oh, it must be this guy. And then you plug it in and your answer is completely wrong. So, you know, like, okay, something's completely off here. Um, but yeah, it, it, it uh, was pretty neat. I, I really liked it. And, and um, I, it, I feel like it's a game where I'd come to it. I'd play like maybe two or three of the missions or whatever, the, the quests. And then I'd probably have to put it down for a bit because it's kind of taxing to try to remember everything and and remember who's who and try to figure out where everything needs to go. So I think I, I'd probably only play it in like half an hour chunks maybe. 
until I beat it. But I really, I really was impressed. I was much more impressed than I thought I would be. It's kind of got an art style. This isn't meant to denigrate it at all, but like a grotesque LucasArts game. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Like between the art style and sort of like I think what we saw in the trailers, it seemed like it had this kind of quirky sense of humor. Like, is that there or is that not really part of the? Game? Um, I didn't really get that uh, from the mish the or whatever the cases I did. But yeah, I almost feel it. Almost feels like some of the characters are like drawn by. Somebody who by Jay, it's Jay. Is not is not not a good artist, but doesn't care and like just like leans into it, and I I kind of like that. Yeah, I it's purposefully it's, like strange. Yes, 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 and I in I a good way. It's, like it's, I, it's weird. I, yeah. I, I like it. It's 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 got a vibe going on that I that I yeah. It, it's intentional. It's Whoop. totally intentional. Yeah, yeah. I I would recommend it. I'm wishlisting this baby. I wishlisted it. Comes out this week, and, this Friday. Oh yeah, holy shit! Yeah. This week is just becoming crazy. Interesting. Yep, it's on my wish list as well. And Scorn comes yeah. out this week as well. <clears throat> All right, we'll last one, which last is one. which is not officially part of Next Fest to my knowledge. Agent sixty four, which I downloaded as part of that summer demo fest, mm-hmm. which is a. Parody, tribute, homage, ripoff, I don't know what we're calling it. Uh, <laughs> All the above. To GoldenEye uh, with Nintendo 64 style graphics, sound, character models, trying to recreate the feeling and the vibe of GoldenEye for Nintendo 64 specifically. As it's, We were debating whether it's officially a boomer shooter. It's kind of slow and methodical. It, it it's halfway there. Uh, I don't really know exactly what defines a boomer shooter. I think part of it is speed. I don't know if this game really leans into speed, but I was surprised. I was ready to disregard this game completely and be like, no, I'll d- I don't even like GoldenEye. I don't want to play, you know, someone, a game that seems to be just cashing in on the nostalgia of GoldenEye, but I liked it. I, I thought it was the the weapons felt pretty good when you finally get to aiming within the screen that Golden Eye did. Uh, it did it pretty well, and I am wish listing this game surprisingly. Interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm in on this game too, but I mean, I the, the one kind of crazy oversight is that it doesn't seem like there's multiplayer. It is just a single player campaign story based game. Well, I like that better. Sorry. So I actually shitlisted this after playing the demo. I was actually excited for it, and I thought it did capture everything about GoldenEye 64 visually and audio. Audioly? Uh, <laughs> orally? But, orally. But there was just like something missing about the tasks you had to do. Like they definitely tried – to incorporate all the things, but I don't know if it was like miss the like objectives being listed on your watch or whatnot. Whereas I didn't really know where to go. I felt like the level layouts were pretty uninteresting. Um, and uh, especially like near the end where you, you kind of just like run down the stairs and then run out the door. I'm like, okay, that's, that's it. That's what that was. That's like, what golden eye was though. Yeah, I know. But I felt like 
Goldeneye had much more interesting uh, de- – like if you were to put a demo for Goldeneye together, you would do Facility probably. And Facility, which they ripped off of the opening scene of like beat for beat, except added way more guys in that fucking bathroom. <laughs> but um, like I, I don't know. Facility had interesting stuff where you had to like find the key card to get into the back area. And I mean that this had this too, but it wasn't like – it wasn't hard to find. Like there was only one room or maybe two rooms. It's the so, tutorial, I mean, bud. I know. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I, there was something about it that I, di- I didn't get sold on. So you guys buy it. You guys tell me it's awesome. And then I'll circle back. No, it's weird. Right it's, now. It says it's early access, but. Yeah. We were talking about that last night. <clears throat> it seems like it's out in early access, but you can't actually buy it yet. So I don't know if that's. What does that Coming mean? Soon or what? <laughs> Isn't that... Yeah, I guess I maybe they're just saying it is going to be an early access game when it launches. Man, yeah. that's actually making me want to shit list it. Like this, feels, <laughs> like it really is. Seems like more of a marketing thing. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm keeping it on my wish list. It's cool. All right, anything else from the next fest? I had a lot of fun actually playing these demos, even though it's completely pointless because you can't get achievements, worthless time spent. I'll never get <laughs> it back. It was fun. Did did anyone play Road Warden? This is a game I really, really want to try, and I just have not. No. It's all one word, Road Warden. It's it's kind of reminding it's giving me those like uh narco narco vibes. Except okay. uh, not as colorful. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like a snooze fest, bud. Illustrated <laughs> text-based RPG. Yeah. I so, I, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like interested to try this game because it does seem like it'd be something up my alley, but um, I haven't got a, got a chance. I'm looking at the... Uh, either you guys oh, it was have. already on my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel like more of a, a a game for you guys than it does for me. But the publisher, I looked at, they have a game, a demo out, Movie House, Sean. Manage your own movie studio, hire talent, write scripts, and shoot the movie of your dreams, all while oh balancing God. the whims of your fans and critics. So is this like a J stream coming it's a, up? It's a movie you? simulator. <laughs> this could be good. Oh, it looks like Road Warden's already out. You could oh, purchase it? it. Oh, yeah, September 12th. Look at that. It's only ten bucks or twelve fifty in Canada because our you brought up a so. game that's already out for Next Fest, dude. I guess so. I I was just wondering. I didn't realize. Dude, just buy I it. Have to buy that. So I'm a wish list. Well, you should have got an email that it's for sale. It's available. <laughs> buy it if you love it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I will. Okay. Anything else? Anyone played? We're going a little uh, longer for, for Steam Next Fest or outside no, of that? we're getting into what we played. Next Fest okay. is over. It was a smashing success. Uh, <laughs> congrats to all the games that we played. You've done wonderfully. I'm glad you got attention and wish lists uh, greater than your heart's desire. Now back to things that are real with achievements and trophies that we can play. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to go first and say uh, Steam Deck. I said I got it. I really didn't talk about it much. I have two thoughts. Um, I was playing it a lot and I was like, yeah, this is cool. I do I regret spending this much money on it? I'm not sure. Um, but 
after a while, I'm like, you know what I haven't thought of once in like the 20 hours I've played this thing? That this thing's uncomfortable. It is really comfortable for my hands. I don't know if that's partly a personal thing, but it feels really good. Uh, the only thing that feels a little out of place for me is pushing in the right analog stick. That was the one thing that, for my hands, felt awkward. Uh, but I like the screen. I like the feel of everything. The fan is kind of loud. comes on quite a bit. It gets hot. That's my other mild complaint. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but I guess I'm not... I wasn't really playing a lot of games that would push it at all, so... All I played was Hades. Uh, so I didn't think it would push it, but it... like. I played uh, that game on the Switch. That doesn't have fans going off all the time, so mm. oh, what's the deal? <laughs> and um, my other... I had one last thing. Oh, you can't download without the screen, like in rest mode. It has to yeah. be on to download games. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? I just wanted to set up a bunch of downloads, Uh-oh. check it later. I have to leave the screen on? You can. No, I think you can set it that the screen will turn off, but it's it still has to be in awake mode. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. Also, we'll mention I bought the docking station as well. Why cool. not? Fuck, I'm already pot committed on this thing. What's a few more accessories? <laughs> I almost bought a... Um, a Valve Index this week, too. I'm fully in. Steam Team, baby. Let's make it happen. When I commit, I commit hard. I'm doing the demos, the Next Fest. Oh, yeah. I haven't touched next, a console next in the, a month. Next, you're going to get into the trading cards? This could be a disaster. <laughs> PlayStation Stars, yeah. too little, too late. Haven't even looked into you yet, bud. You got you to gotta get some... Is that that's no longer a blue haze? That's like a steamy haze back there. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> but I'm done. Hades. Hades has been ever, like completed. I think is what we call it in the Steam world. Every achievement. I only didn't. Only things I didn't do was forge two bonds, which is like RNG based and taking forever. So I'm shutting it down. I love Hades, but I have gotten my fill. A hundred hours worth of Hades, not including what I put wow. in on other consoles. And uh, That's a big commitment. Scratch one off the list of shame and scratch it <laughs> off with three lines fucking ripped through the paper. <laughs> I destroyed Hades. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. Big time. You went, you went hard on that one. So What's next? Hollow you. Knight? I think so. Whoa. Looking at you. Hollow Knight. So hard. So, it's so hard to platinum it. Yeah, right. I'm coming for you, Hollow Knight. Okay. I played uh I played two games. Uh the first I played I fired up Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Cause I have never really played any Castlevania games except for Symphony of the Night. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give these games. I want to see if shape. the first one actually is a Metroid like and and came out the same year that everyone says and should be considered Metroidvania. I guess you found out that's not the case. Oh, Castlevania mm-hmm. 1. Yeah. No, definitely not. There's no backtracking. I think Castlevania that... 2 is, though. I don't think it is. Mm. It's kind of more like, actually, I guess that's kind of more like Zelda 2, isn't it? Yeah, like it's similar to Zelda. The one that even gets close to it is Castlevania 3, but even that I don't think is. So 
Anyway, I'm still perplexed by people who defend the term Metroidvania. <laughs> uh, but I, you know what? I thought it was pretty fun. I'm, I still can't get past the third uh, scene area, whatever. But I, I just discovered that there is a save system in this, so you can kind of save your game at a kind of like big section or whatever. So Which is I a have save now, state I, thing. Like, was it mapped? Yeah, kind of like was it mapped to the RB button? <laughs> Uh, no, it's on the LT button. <laughs> I'm safe. Um, but I, I don't know if it saves it in-game. I think it kind of saves it. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. I saved it, but I haven't loaded yet. I'll let you know. I'll report back next week. Uh, but yeah, I was like, why am I playing the first stage over again? This seems like a giant waste of my time. And it is. So I'm not going to anymore. Um, but yeah, I was liking it. I was I was kind of surprised at how much I was liking it for such an old game. Uh, but I still thought the controls were pretty good. I don't know if they tweaked anything for this version to make it a little uh, more quality of life things, but it feels like a Nintendo game, but it's pretty good. Um, and then, I don't know, I'll, I'll just go jump into the last thing I played. I played and beat Beacon Pines, which just came out on Game Pass. And it is kind of like a adventure... It's basically a venture game, walking walking simulator. Um, I don't know what you... I guess it would just be an adventure game. There's not many puzzles. Uh, it's basically story-based, and it gave me... They have this weird... They have a weird story mechanic, though, where uh, they have branching storylines, but how... So you get to basically, like, the story branches where you need to make the decision... And how the decision is made is it kind of opens up this like like literal storybook and then it kind of gives you a little story and it says, you know, the main character chose to do this. And then you have to choose from a list of options, but those options, <clears throat> the options you get are things that you have discovered while playing in the environment or w- while progressing the story. So it it is kind of like a choose your own adventure game. But not all of the options are available to you right at the beginning. So you do have to – they have this weird thing where you go off on weird branches, but then you unlock a new one of these things that can be used on a previous branch. So then you go off on that side and then like likewise. So you kind of bounce back and forth between the branches and the story is kind of revealed – and at first it's very basic and then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Kind of like it, – it, it kind of feels like they took some inspiration from Stranger Things. Um, I was going to say in, Oxen Free. I'm getting like – Well, a, Oxen Free – A, cart- a the, cartoon Oxen Free. In the art style, yeah, kind of thing or the, the vibe. But um, definitely has both uh, influences. But yeah, it, it was an interesting choose-your-own-adventure mechanic and – uh, just the fact that uh, you could find these things around the environment so that you can kind of change your path uh, based on how much you explore was kind of neat. I don't think they really have it so you can get blocked by not finding things, but I, I uh, you could definitely experience like other more comedic uh, story endings. And when you reach an end that isn't like, quote unquote, the real ending, the narrator kind of comes up and is like, I don't think that's a very good ending. Let's go back and like see, you know, what else we can do. And then I never got to a point where 
I didn't have any options on how to progress the tree more. So obviously they took their time and they balanced it in such a way that it kind of unlocks for you. Uh, I, I don't even know. It might even be linear uh, or mostly linear, but they, uh, you know, display it like a tree uh, to make you feel like you have more choice. But I, I kind of enjoyed it. I think it was like five hours or six hours or something. So if someone's looking for like a nice little story, based game adventure game i would recommend this game I, I think you're like like downplaying the best thing about it like the art style it's like these oh, anthro- style's incredible the anthropomorphic like these deers or something like it yeah. looks awesome the story's really good and the, the book looks really super good. polished like i'm in it's very polished yeah it's very polished i th- i don't know if it's a i don't know what studio it is uh it is hiding spot they, it's the only game that I can see from them on Steam, but it looks really cool. I was like, when you mentioned this game and you were talking, like, sounds like another sack of shit. But I, <laughs> I looked it up, and even though this is not my genre, it, it's got something going on here. I'm gonna try it out for I, sure. I like it a lot, um, and yeah, it's on Game Pass for anyone that's interested. It looks like they have some iOS games. Other than this, but the iOS games look nothing like. This. I love the character design, and I love the book and highlighting the text <laughs> and making choices on it. And actually, I'm going to give a shout out to the narrator, like the actual woman that voices the narrator. She does a really good job, and uh, and I, I I like it was very memorable uh, that she did it. I, I like I noticed it right away. So um, yeah, I would recommend this game for anyone that likes. You know, cute-looking animals. Um, it's like really—it's a really attractive, really, uh, really nice art style. And the game, you know, it's not. There's no real, you know, there's not a lot of game mechanics, quote unquote. There's a little game mechanics here and there sprinkled in, but most of it is just like hunting around and clicking the A button on, you know, little bubbles that pop up. But it's I, really, I enjoyed game. it. Yeah, like an adventure game. I really liked it. So. I would recommend. see it's described as a, like a horror adventure game as well. Is there what's what's the level of nothing? Horror it's a in this I, game? I'm seeing more oh. mystery. It's a mystery game. Well, I mean, the horror aspect is kind of like the the it's not Stranger Things in like the creatures, but it's Stranger Things in like the upside down kind of idea. It's described as a cozy horror game, so I guess kind of okay. you know <laughs> two <laughs> things that it wouldn't necessarily mix. But yeah, I've I've seen some pretty positive reviews of this, so I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I would I would highly recommend it if anyone likes any sort of LucasArts game or that's not frustrating. This is not a frustrating game in any way. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, the only other thing I played, which Frank played as well, is Islets. I returned to it. It turns out I was almost at the end when I stopped, as usual. But I only needed another hour to beat it. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, it. Uh, I you know, it started off. I liked the art style, but I was kind of like, it felt like just another Metroid type game. Uh, but I feel like there are some cool mechanics that they introduce and and uh power-ups that are somewhat unique i feel like it really opens up once you get the climb once you can start kind of running up walls you're just able to traverse so much faster and it's it it feels really good 
difficulty level, I you know, I've read a lot of people saying that they thought this game was like kind of too easy. I didn't find that. I found like definitely the boss fights were challenging for me. Although by the end, I don't know if you found this, Frank, there's a, so you can, as you progress and you get these power-ups, you kind of have a choice. So it's not like, it's not like Metroid. Uh, like there are specific power-ups you get that unlock paths to get you further in the game. But then there's these upgrades you get where you have a choice. You have three things you can choose from every time you get one of these things. And, you know, some of them you can choose like more attack strength, you can choose more health, you can choose more money, things like that. Um, by the end, I w- there's like sort of this like uh, ground smash attack. I found that when you really power that up a lot, it becomes very hmm. OP. Like you can just spam. I didn't use ground fight. smash at all. I I did the boss rush today. I I, did, I found all sixty power ups and did boss rush and I needed it for the, like the difficulty spike in hard mode boss rush for the last boss was insane. I was snapping, and in general, I I really like this game. Uh, I'd give it like an eight point five ish. Feels about right out of ten. But the one thing that is you know a lot of design is subjective. You know, you could see how someone might like it, even though I don't. The one thing in this game that makes absolutely no sense at all, skipping cutscenes, it takes three seconds. I want to skip it when I'm playing it again, especially in boss rush mode. I have to hold the button. Sometimes the cutscene's over by the time I'm done holding it. How (laughs) is this a thing? I don't understand how this could possibly happen. Yeah, definitely an annoyance. I it's completely meaningless. It really doesn't affect the gameplay, but it seems like how did this make it into the game? In boss rush mode, it becomes extremely frustrating. I want to skip. That's the whole point. Not to watch three quarters and then skip. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Really for boss rush. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was really solid and you know it makes me think i mean it's i think it's a smaller studio it's a single developer i think kyle thompson is the developer yeah and so like i feel like it's kind of on a level with like or it should be at least be talked about as much as things like ori and uh those kind of games but i mean as a solo developer it's a huge achievement Uh, i don't think it's quite I mean, I could see why most people wouldn't like it as much as Ori. I think I liked Ori 1 more than this. I think I like this more than Ori 2. Uh, but that's kind of because it's short and direct, which I really appreciate. Uh, the the idea of... I love the map. I think the map is super well done. You get a different look when you zoom in. And the idea of the islands getting magnetized together plays out really well on the map. So, uh, like you know, it's... Like design polish, it's lacking the polish on some of the mechanics. I could see how some more time this game could be even better, but I art style's cool. The vibe's awesome. I really enjoyed. I, I'm gonna. I, I really enjoyed Eyelets. I'm gonna try to a hundred percent it, but there's a few achievements on there that I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do at this point. Hmm. But it is good. No one's talking about it. It's this year's Kaze. 
Yeah, seems like it. Solid game. Is it on Game Pass, Islets? No. No. I don't think it's so. It's on the other platforms, I think. So, yeah, if you, especially if you want a shorter Metroid-like and uh, kind of unique, it feels different than other ones, where even Nine Years of Shadows, Moon Scars, they kind of feel like other stuff that's out there. This one feels unique, in, in my mind anyway. Because you got the flying levels, the hub world. It's a little different, simple, yet very satisfying. Yeah, agree. Good game. All right, is that it for everyone? Yep, I think so. All right, uh, next week, Scorn is coming out. Maybe we'll have played that a bit. I hope so. Some of the other games from Next Fest have releases this week, so, so there'll be some stuff to check out. And then the week after... Gotham Knights. I, I just want to put out there, I think we saw it on CD keys already for like 66 bucks with tax. So I'm, I might pick that up soon. Definitely com- contemplating it. I never mentioned my conspiracy theory last week with like all the Sony games. I've already pre-ordered Uncharted on CD keys. Uh, all of the, the Sony releases are super cheap on there. And I think they are posting their own keys. I think they get a certain amount of keys from Steam, and I think they're posting their own and getting the money to avoid the cut of Steam's cut of sales. I think a lot of companies are doing that. I don't know if that's been talked about. If I'm, uh, you know, getting into dangerous territory saying this, but <laughs> I think it's a thing. We might get snuffed out. We might have to be careful. I don't know. Anyone else getting this vibe? Is is that a it's very weird. I don't know how that, that I can buy every new release game for basically 20% cheaper. <laughs> Which, I still don't know like the legality of some of these sites. Like is CD keys, one of the legit ones. I don't I think it's think. more legit, but I, I think it's the most legit of the unlegit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I've been buying stuff on there though. I don't know if that's bad, but uh, I'm would, rational. Why would they, I don't I don't agree with this. Why would they post it on there? Because they get so many Steam keys for free. Right? When you really, Oh, they post their Steam keys. So they I see. they I get a certain amount of codes. I don't know how many you get. And they're just trying to sell them themselves or doing something like that. So so they're thinking that the cut from CD keys is less than the cut from Valve. Well, yeah, yeah, they're getting they're getting more money by selling their own keys there. Hmm. Seems like a lot of work, but something's up. Mark my words. It does not make sense that there's thousands of keys for these PlayStation games on there. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, check us out on youtube.com forward slash game junk. Watch the next fest streams, or you can go to a chapter on one of those games. If it sounded intriguing, Sean's set it up very nicely on there for now. Anyways, might be gone in the future. Don't miss your opportunity to see the devourer, the ravager, whatever the fuck it is from Mysterios. <laughs> uh, Sean's film junk on Twitter. Huck is my angry commute in equilibrium. Sis. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.